understand the next time you play your family. And to me, there's nothing more important. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Welcome back to another episode of Meet Us at Molly's. This is episode 30. 30! Isn't that crazy? Holy shit. I know! I'm one of your co-hosts. As always, I am Gina. I am joined by Bryna. Hello, everybody. I'm here with my wine. This is a must. This is a necessity this week, mainly because there's going to be a lot of yelling, but I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> and Ashley. Hi, everybody. So tonight we are going to talk about Chicago PD, Season 5, Episode 10, entitled Rabbit Hole. Before we do so, of course, we are going to jump into the news. We had so much news, and it pretty much all dropped today, today being Thursday. Yeah, 2018 is out in full force. Um, Yeah, there's a shit ton of news. There's so much news. Okay, so... (laughs) We're just going to jump right in because we got an episode to talk about and we've also got fire starting in an hour and a half. So <laughs> <laughs> first uh, our first article is from TV Guide and it just is all it says is Jay is headed for rock bottom. And it's pretty much just a preview of exactly what we're getting ready to yell about. Note how I said yell and not talk. Yeah. Yell. Yell. <laughs> so the next two we got videos and Ashley I know you sent these to us. Were these residual videos from one Chicago day? No, they was from set. Dang. From ET Canada. Oh, wow. And I did tweet them out on the Meet Us at Molly's Twitter account, so. Good to know. Okay, so one of them was from John Seda, and he was sharing season five secrets. Another one was with Jesse and Tracy, and they were pretty much just talking about family. And like Ashley said, she posted them on our Twitter account. We will repost all of the links when we drop this episode. We'll actually do it this time. I know we say we'll do it and then we don't, but we'll actually do it this time. (laughs) The next bit of news is a bit of a shocker. I got the internet talking quite a bit the other day. Brian, will you talk about this one? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Let me click on it real quick. I'm trying to remember who this came from. This is, oh, TV Guide. Okay, so TV Guide dropped and it was kind of like a seven questions or like seven topic thing. There's like a bunch of stuff in there. Um, a lot of the stuff that's in this, um, oh no, that's the next one, but there's a lot of stuff in there that kind of is like things we've already learned from the Chicago fire episode that's getting ready to air. Um, spoiler alert, we've seen it by now. Um, we've all seen it. Um, but there are some new stuff. So the biggest thing that one, the thing that Gina was talking about that got everyone talking is apparently someone on Chicago fire is getting pregnant. And according to Derek, our friend Derek Haas, hi Derek, um, it's going to be a shock. Guys, who do you think it is? Okay. Brett. Yeah, I'll go with Brett because th- she was the picture on the article. Yeah, it's got to be Brett. Because I feel like at this point, Gabby getting pregnant is not a shock. I mean, it would be, but like it also wouldn't be. Um, Stella, I don't think it'd be a shock per se. And then what? If Hope comes back, if Hope comes back and we get a repeat of season one, I'm gonna throw some shit. I'm literally <laughs> I was just gonna, gonna say shit. you're gonna throw shit. <laughs> I'm literally gonna throw shit. Not at my TV because I don't want it to break, but somewhere else. <laughs> 
So if you are in DC the day of this reveal, duck and cover. Yeah, um. seriously. Um, I'm coming out. I'm coming to hard. Um, but yeah, I guess my guess is Brett, especially just because, again, spoiler alert, her and Antonio get back together in this episode. Um, and yeah, so that's my guess. But I don't know. But they also okay. So there's a couple other things to talk about that we haven't really heard a lot about. Mama Severide is officially coming, and Derek was talking about the relationship that she and Severide have. Um, apparently, they don't have a bad relationship, but when she gets to Chicago, of course, there's going to be conflicting drama, as does anyone's family member, as is the case with anyone's family members who come to th- Chicago. But it's unclear, and I don't think they've filmed it yet, so I don't know which episode it will be, and I guess they haven't cast anyone yet because there's no casting announcements with it. But she is coming. Like, we're going to see it. See, the fact that they haven't cast her yet, that makes me nervous, though. Because they've been talking about this for a while. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're just, I mean. This is going to make me sound terrible because I haven't watched her earlier seasons, but they never introduced her. No, they've never even, they haven't really even mentioned her. They've mentioned her very, very. I feel like the only times they've mentioned her is when it's, like, in reference to Benny. And, like, him leaving Severide as a kid. Yeah, and all we really know about that, I feel like we learned it in maybe, like, season three. Whatever season April was introduced, because that's why Kelly went to go live with April, is because Benny had cheated on Mama Sev, I think, with one of Kelly's teachers. Yeah, and you also learn about it a little bit with the whole Katie thing, because... When Severide initially finds out about Katie, he's like, oh, you, like, did you leave her like you did me, like, with, like you did with me and my mom or something like that. Um, so, like, you obviously kind of learn that, like, he left Kelly and his mom to eventually go be with Kate and have, or be with Katie's mom and have Katie. And then he leaves Katie and her mom to go have his new life with his current wife and I guess they're twins. I don't know, but. Oof. Yeah. That's so that's, crazy. like, all you really learn about Mama Said, right? It's just, like, little tidbits here and there, but they never call her. I mean, it's anything other than, like, my mom. Like, I don't even know her first name. We don't even know her first right. name. Um, I can't – like, that just – I don't know. The fact that Derek says they don't have a bad relationship. I mean, I didn't even think that they had a relationship. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't – I mean, I guess, like, a bad rela- – like, I mean, the fact that maybe they don't talk as much doesn't mean it's a bad relationship. It just means it's not – much of a relationship. I don't know. Yeah, I always just kind of imagined that Kelly was estranged from both of his parents. Because, you know, like, Benny comes in and out as he pleases, and Kelly's just like, oh, you're here, whatever. So I, I kind of always imagined it was the same with his mom. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. And, like, is she still in Chicago? Is she not in Chicago? I mean, I don't know. Things we all want to know. Yeah. Um, the last thing is... Okay, so there's this new character that's coming in this back half, and I think we're supposed to meet him in, like, two episodes from now. And his name's Zach, and he is constantly referred to in these articles as, like, the hottie in the hazmat suit. Um, But apparently, so they're going to introduce him, and I guess he's going to be a recurring character, because he comes up in at least two episode descriptions so far. Um, And apparently, he's affectionately nicknamed Handsome Zach, because of course he is. And he's going to ignite some strong feelings among some of the ladies in the firehouse. And he's played by, this one does have a casting announcement. So he's played by Daniel D. Tommaso. I'm sorry if I butchered that. 
I looked him up. Holy fucking blue eyes. God, he is gorgeous. I think I'm going to go ahead and screenshot our group chat when you drop that picture because all of us were like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He, God, I mean, and that was like obviously the best one. I mean, there's a bunch of others and like he still looks really good. But in that one, like his um, headshot, holy shit. Yeah. Those eyes, Gina, those eyes. Oh, you're preaching to the choir. You know how I am with blue eyes. I know. God. (laughs) Those eyes. But, yeah. So that was all in that TV Guide article. But, God, those eyes. Another pregnancy. Yeah. Another pregnancy, Mama (laughs) Samurai, and guy with fucking gorgeous eyes. I know. Fire, man. That's crazy. Fire season six. (laughs) So another article we got was from EW, and this was basically another interview with Derek, and it just says, Chicago Fire boss previews plenty of drama in 2018. The main takeaway here was just about, uh, let's see, we had, yeah, lots of stuff about this week's episode of Fire, which by now you've already heard our episode. Um, Oh, yeah, the other one. Is this the last we'll see of Hope? Now, don't forget, guys, Derek is a troll. Bryna, don't forget, he's a master troll. Yes. I see you raging out over there. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, they asked if it's the last we'll see of Hope, and he says, I don't think so, but there are forces beyond what we want to tell story-wise. So, he wants her to come back, but she can't? I don't know, but I could have sworn in that Elamie's Mumford interview that she did, like, right around the mid-season finale, she said that she was coming back, or that she had just filmed. So, she I don't know. Be pregnant with Sev's baby. I don't know what's happening. What do we know if she was on set now, though? But this was like back in November, so like we would have seen her on set and think like, oh, maybe she's just posting like previous episode pictures. But like she could have actually had just been on set. She's not very active on social media, so it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Derek also said we have some interesting calls coming up Uh, we will be heading towards a situation towards the end of this batch of episodes where Severide and Casey butt heads again no (laughs) I I don't like it (laughs) I know Uh, they're gonna butt heads a little bit over how to extract a sheriff from one of those kind of transport vans where there's a prisoner in the back and it's gonna jumpstart a whole series of events no I don't like it when they fight (laughs) I know they better... Is this a crossover, I wonder? Maybe. I Maybe. No, because I think the crossover is supposed to come after the, the like, Olympics. And this is probably, like, the end of this batch of episodes being, I would assume, like, pre-Olympics. All I'm saying is that episode had better end with them hugging. I don't know. That whole jumpstart a whole series of events doesn't sound good. But maybe, Ashley, maybe this leads, like, maybe this specific, like, case, like, this instance doesn't have to do with the crossover, but maybe whatever this jumpstart, like, this whole series of events does. Yeah, that's why I thought that, because it said a whole series of events which would lead into a crossover. Yeah, who knows? Goodness. So we also got episode descriptions. Again, this was a busy, not even week. This was just a busy day. So we got the episode descriptions for Chicago Med 308, PD what would be 512, and Fire 610. 
So basically, just to sum it up and make it easier on all of your lives, these are the episodes that will air January 23rd, 24th, and 25th. There. Much easier to understand. (laughs) Uh, Ashley, will you take us through this episode of Med? Uh, It's called Lemons and Lemonade. And Dr. Troy struggles to help a woman cope with anorexia. And after a two-week suspension, Dr. Reese is immediately put to the test upon, upon her return by Dr. Charles. And Dr. Rose takes a stand when one of his patients is forcefully transferred. And Dr. Hostead is on a mission to get Dr. Manning's son to like him. We finally see Owen in this episode. Not only do we see Owen, we get Owen and Will. Yeah. Owen exists, guys. Does he? <laughs> I mean, yes, he does. And he will in a couple episodes, but he does. <laughs> the only time we saw him was the day he was born. And even then, it was probably like one of those animatronic, like American sniper babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, we technically don't have a, like, somebody, like an actor assigned to him yet. So who knows? He might not actually exist. Maybe it's just something that's talked about. He's her Snuffleupagus. he only exists to natalie (laughs) but gina we saw his birth (laughs) yeah i know but that was like (laughs) three seasons ago i know that was so early on um but yeah i also Also, think the whole thing about reese coming off a two-week suspension so i guess she breaks down she only gets two weeks for pepper spraying a patient in the face we don't know what that's what it is. What if she does get the gun? The, well, no, no, no. The, the episode description for 307 said that she pepper sprays a patient. Oh, I mean, I forgot about that. So wait, is this, is she the one, doesn't somebody get suspended in the next episode of Med? So wouldn't she be the one? That's what the promo looks like. Yeah, she. I think she's the one who gets suspended. But then that wouldn't line up with the whole pepper spraying in the face because next week isn't 307, next week's 306. No, but I think 306 is when she's going to use the pepper spray. Okay. So confused. Too many, like, seeing promos and then forgetting what happens in episode descriptions and, like, having not actually seen the episodes but read the episode descriptions. It's all confusing. Also, I mean, she's going to pepper spray a patient. All she gets is two weeks. Granted, if she did get her hands on the gun and only got two weeks, then I'd be like, what? Yeah, I mean, if she got her hands on a gun and used it on, used it in any kind of circumstance and she didn't get fired, I'd be like, what? Yeah. Just crazy. Who knows? Know. So, yeah, if you're not watching Med, you should be because it's crazy this season yep shit's getting crazy but in a good way like they're having a breakout season they really are they really are um unfortunately chicago pd is a rerun on january 24th what the fuck is that i think it's because they have to try they're gonna try to catch up fire and med like in terms of the number of episodes pd would be on like 13 or something like that so maybe they're trying to catch med and fire up so I wonder then they could be together. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder then if that means that 
let's see, 24 minus 7, the 17th. I wonder if that means that their episode on the 17th will be the last one until after the Olympics? No, because don't the Olympics start in, like, mid-February? No, they start the first week of February. February oh, 8th shit. through the 25th. No, but then they'd have, like, one or two more. Because they'd have whatever, like, the 31st and then the 7th. So they could possibly they... get two more in. You think they would just come back for two only to go off again? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Just because, like, they're not going on a, like, five-week hiatus after they came back for two. Also, no, well, yeah, yeah, also true. They're not going, they're not doing that. So, like, they're going to get at least one more in, I would think. I am glad that they at least told us in the episode description that PD will be a rerun on the 24th. So. Yeah, they never do that. No, they really They don't. always just don't release an episode description, but they never yeah. tell us. Yeah, crazy. Uh, we also got the episode description for 610 of Chicago Fire airing on January 25th, and this episode is called Slam Again. Which I'm guessing is some piece of dialogue spoken by, like, Mouch or something. Cruz. Cruz, yeah. <laughs> um, Ashley, will you take us through that? Uh, Dawson and Casey do everything they can to locate Bria's whereabouts after discovering important new information. Severide reunites with Chief Grissom's guest star Gary Cole, an old family friend. And Cruz enlists Brett and Mouch's help to create a new, a new tool and Kid and Zach go on a date, and John Seda is in this episode. Ah. So, have we, have we met Chief Grissom before? I don't think so. I was trying to, I don't think so. Was he the chief who Kelly went out to meet when he was dating Anna, and he was like, you'll be a battalion chief and all that stuff? No. 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 Because I would remember, like, I was trying to think about Gary Cole, because I love Gary Cole, and uh, no, it was not Gary Cole. It was a different chief. I guess because him being in, like, this, like, firefighting family, there's he's family friends with a bunch of chiefs, but this is not one of them. Um, also of note, Kid and Zach are going on a date, a.k.a. the hottie hazmat guy that I just, we just swooned about for, like, five minutes. Um... So, Stellar Ride's not happening anytime soon. Also, John Stata guest starring means more Bretonio? Yes, please! I would have guessed. I mean, I don't... Unless she has, he has something to do with the Dawson and Casey stuff. Don't don't burst the bubble here. Let us, like, but, get okay, up there. Okay, no, I'm coming back. Okay, so if he does have something to do with the Dawson and Casey stuff, I'm sure there's not going to be not gonna not be a Bretonio scene. Because if he stops by the firehouse, you know he's saying something to Brett. He has to. He'll just come by the firehouse just, like, to kind of be like, hey, Dawson, is Brett here? He'll, like, <laughs> make an excuse to come to the firehouse. Yeah. So I'm not saying, no, but I'm saying it might not be for the sole purpose of Bretonio, but I'm sure we will get a Bretonio scene. I am all for John Seda on fire as much as possible. I mean, I love him on his own show, but, like, I love when he crosses to fire. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just, I think just because it's the only constant crossover we have for the most part, like, any other instance, it can be like, well, you know, Herman's going to pop up on med. Or, um, I guess, I mean, I guess with Jesse and Jay. But we haven't really seen that that much with med. So, but, like, John is the only really constant crossover we have. And it's so great. Because it works on two levels. It works on the relationship level and it works on the sibling level. 
Yeah, like you always know you're gonna get gold. Even when he interacts with Casey, it's great. Yeah, it's it. really good. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We also got promo photos for, I think we got promo photos for all three, right? Yes, but the fire ones, there were like barely any, but there were some. So, and this is for not the ones airing on the 23rd, 24th, and 5th. This is the week before that. So this is the episodes airing on the 16th, 17th, and 18th of January. So, the Chicago Med promo photos, the only thing of note in there is that I think we might get to see Connor and Ava in the field. More trauma! (laughs) More trauma! (laughs) Yes! I couldn't quite tell, because I was just like, I was looking at the pictures and I was like, it's kind of dark, but I can't tell what's going on. Okay, well, they're definitely not in the hospital. So, like, they're automatically somewhere. It really, you know what they gave me? It gave me so much night shift feels. Yeah. Like, oh, it gave me, like, oh. I just imagine it being, like, Drew and TC. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, I know that show only got canceled, like, a month or two ago, but I miss it. I know. I was like, oh, yeah, we won't get in too much. We'll talk about this after. I have a lot of Night Shift feels right now. If you need any recommendations on good medical shows, The Night Shift is where to start. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. So go binge it. Go what binge Ash it. And it's said. got Scott Wolf and his beautiful blue eyes. Oh my goodness. <sighs> oh my god. Yeah. We'll talk we'll we'll eventually do an episode on that. Like cuz I just feel like we have to. Yeah. No, we'll have to on all the other shows we watch and it'll be forever. We should do it during the Olympics. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, so we also got the promo photos for 512 of PD. And this is the episode where Outwater gets kidnapped. No, I know. The fact that like the photos actually kind of make it real. I know. Like it's actually happening. Atwater is getting kidnapped. What the hell? I know. I know. And like you see him and he looks all like Atwater being kidnapped. And you see Mackay Pfeiffer. And is this the episode where we got that photo of Burgess pushing Ruzik? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Because now I'm like piecing it together. Because there's a photo where... It looks like she's either pushing him or, like, holding him back from the crime scene. I bet he's probably so upset that his BFF is missing. Yeah. Oh, probably. For sure. Uh, uh, there's also a couple of pictures that show that, you know, Ruzik's still in a bit of hot water with Voight and Woods. But we'll get to that. We will discuss. Yes. Speaking of Patty... We got a handful of articles about him. Uh, we got an extra article hinting at Ruzik's dark future, quote unquote. It's basically just a preview of the episode we're about to talk about. We also got a Hollywood Life interview with Patty, and it basically just talks about Ruzik's uphill battle. Also a preview of this episode. We also got a med scoop that was a little bit unsettling that we can't quite like. I just don't understand. A- yeah, we can't quite process it. Brenna. Tell us about it. Yeah, so TV Guide put out an article, and the title is, A Major Character is Leaving Chicago Med Very Soon. Um, Apparently, it happens in the first half of the season. Again, I repeat, a major character is leaving Chicago Med. And according to the showrunner, Andrew Schneider, he says that they're apparently going to very likely to have a new character introduced at the end of the season. Not necessarily a replacement, but I guess most likely a replacement, but not actually confirmed. See, 
my money is still on Robin because these these sources like they never quite get their terminology right. They always are like something major is going down at Chicago Med, and it's like someone died. Will like Will like eats a bag of Cheez-Its, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, so. I for me the only reason I don't see Robin is because like I don't consider her to be a major character, but it would make sense because I guess I don't see anyone else leaving because the only other person I could see leaving would be Sarah. And we obviously just confirmed with that description that, like, she gets suspended, but she comes back. So unless she... I could see, like, Dr. Charles leaving. No. 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 I feel like if he was going to leave, he would have left after he got shot. And was left bleeding out on the sidewalk for six months. Yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, they were also teasing about maybe Noah. Like, they were just guessing, like, something about Noah. But I don't see Noah leaving. No. I don't want him to leave. I mean, but he's also not a major character because he's not even a main, like, he's he's a guest star. He's not even technically a series regular. We're in such a... And see, that's like Mexico. Cox. She's not Mekia a Cox, main yeah. character. Mekia, yeah. Mekia, yeah. But, like, we're in, such a, we're in such a good place with Noah right now where, like, he's coming into his own and we're getting to know him a little bit more. And, right, oh. and I want to see him flirt with Sarah more. Yeah. I want to get to know him more. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that it's Robin and they're just not quite using the right terminology. Accurate with their terminology. Yeah. I'm hoping that whoever wrote that article doesn't watch the show and therefore uses the wrong term. Not that I want Micaiah Cox to leave. I love her, but I also know she's on Once Upon a Time. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's inevitable at this point that she is definitely leaving. But whether this is her leaving or this is somebody else in addition to her leaving, that's what we're trying to figure out. No, thank you. I don't want to part with anybody. Yeah. I guess I could say if I'm going to part with anyone, I'd rather it be her just because she technically only came in last season. So I don't have as much of an attachment to her. (laughs) Maybe it's Owen. (laughs) He's a major character than that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Gina's got jokes, guys. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay i should probably like shut up and start talking about the actual episode <laughs> so. yeah we finally got through all the news yay <laughs> so as always if you find something out there if you find an article or a piece of news please tweet it to us email it to us get it to us however again it's three of us against the whole internet just help us out you know so without further ado i think we shall talk about the actual episode Once again, it's Chicago PD, Season 5, Episode 10, entitled Rabbit Hole. Okay, so, there was a lot going on in this episode. A lot. So much. So much yelling. So much, yeah, so much yelling, so much tweeting in all caps. Just, I actually yelled at the TV at one point. Oh, yeah, I was yelling at my computer this morning. Mm -hmm. It was real. So, we're going to start with the case. And then we'll move into the J stuff, because, yeah, that's just how we do it. So, <laughs> the case is crazy. We start the episode, and and we're going to talk about Ruzik later. I know you're like, wait, the episode started with Ruzik. We're going to talk about him. Don't worry. So, the case starts with Jay and Camilla at this, like, shady-ass dive bar, and they're drinking and doing drugs with her friends. It's so shady, there's a couch in this bar. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that says enough. There is a fucking couch in this bar. <laughs> the fucking couch. 
No, the fucking couch is only saved for Linstead. Just a couch. Just a couch. So, the fucking couch is the Linstead couch. A fucking couch is the couch in the bar. (laughs) (laughs) No. The fucking couch or a fucking couch is Linstead. Couch is this bar. (laughs) So... Jay tries to leave because it's 2.30 a.m. and it's presumably a weeknight. Like, what the hell is he doing out that late? (laughs) Yeah, I'm lucky if I stay out on a weeknight till 9, maybe. I stayed up until about 2.30 on New Year's Eve and I got to 2.30 and was like, you guys can do whatever you want. I have to go to bed. Yeah. No, yeah. Usually, even on a weekend, like 1 a.m. hits and I'm like, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. Sayonara. I I just threw a pumpkin at like midnight. So it's 2.30 a.m. Jay is there and Camilla wants to show him something. She really just wants to take him in the back and hook up with him. So they do that. And before Camilla leaves, she she runs into, she runs into a woman right before she leaves and she talks to her. And so Jay's like, I'll wait for you outside, whatever. So he goes outside and he waits for Camilla and by this point it's been about 30 minutes. So he calls her and leaves her a voicemail. He leaves her a voicemail. Who even does that? Yeah. Usually you just hang up and text them. Yeah. I Yes. I mean, she's not going to check that. No. She's going to say like, oh, Jay called and then like not actually listen to it. And then be like, let me run outside. Like. Jay leaving voicemails. How cute. I don't even think my voicemail on my cell phone works. It's like, I don't even think it's set up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have mine set up for a while there. Yeah. And then I finally did. Jay, Jay, Jay. Jay, who even does that? Anyway, so he's on the phone. He hangs up the phone. He's walking somewhere, I guess, and he hears a car crash. And so it, like, takes him a second because you hear the tire screech and then you hear the crash. And he just kind of lifts his head and he's like, was that? That was loud. What was that? (laughs) And so he takes off running because he's like, oh, I didn't expect to have to cop at 3 a.m. And so he runs and he sees this car that it's an SUV that's basically crashed into the side of this building. So the driver's okay, but the driver gets out and he's like, I didn't hit her. I swerved. And Jay's like, you didn't hit what? And he looks behind the car and he finds this woman on the ground with like multiple gunshot wounds. It's crazy. So Jay handles it. You know, he's like talking to her and stuff and he's trying to put pressure on the wound and everything. But at one point he's like, who did this? I'm like, she's coughing up blood, Jay. She can't really talk right now. Yeah. Like, no. I don't. I mean, I guess you're not thinking at 3 a.m., but like, come on, Jay. I know. Yeah, I was like, she can't talk right now. Um, so then Camilla finally is like, she, I guess she checked her phone finally. Maybe she listened to the voicemail. I doubt it. But she she runs outside and she's like, Jay, what happened? And like, she says it very calmly for there being a dead body in front of her. She's just like, oh, hey, what's this? Yeah. And then he tells her to leave. Dude. He's like, you need to get out of here. You've been drinking or doing drugs, whatever he says. And he's like, they're going to get you, like, get out of here. And I really didn't just think it's a way for him. I mean, obviously, he care. He we're going to talk about whether he actually cares about her or not. But he's just like, yo, I need to be a cop right now. And you can't know I'm a cop. So, like, you need to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. So that's our teaser. 
the woman dies and we the teaser ends with like we have like a distant shot of jay and he he like grabs his phone and he's like void it's me i need help those are three words you never hear out of jay halston's mouth no never have we ever heard those before we've never no. heard jay say i need help right that's what i mean like jay to void say i need help but like to call him at 2 30 in the morning and that's cr- wow yeah dang or actually three, sorry. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Void and Upton meet Jay at the crime scene. And by this point, the sun is up. So I it, was Jay out there at the crime scene for like four hours in the cold? I, I don't know. That whole timeline confused me. I just found that amusing. Unless the sun comes up in Chicago at like 5 a.m. No. no i don't know anyway so upton checks the body and you know she peels back the like she's of course covered the the dead body and what i noticed this okay so when she dies she dies with her eyes open right so upton pulls back the thing she still has her eyes open does anybody want to like respectfully close this woman's eyes i didn't even notice that I just, I watch a lot of TV, so I always notice these things. But, like, <laughs> I just had that thought. I was like, does somebody want to shut her eyes, maybe? Like. Yeah. Like, let her have some, I don't even know dignity. what I'm Yeah, dignity. That's what I was looking for. Plus, how do you film that without laughing? Yeah, I just mean, like, I mean, this is pointless because it's a podcast, so, like, you can't actually make, but it's just, like, this. <laughs> except <laughs> that. <laughs> Brenda's holding her eyes open right now. You can't see it, but it's great. Yeah, she. I, how do you keep a straight face? I wouldn't be able to. I'd be like, this is so weird. Oh, my God. And I, like, nervous laugh. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. So then, Jay slash Ryan, <coughs> goes to see Camilla. And Camilla's at the bar. And she just very quickly introduces him to this guy, Wallace. And Wallace is like, bye. So, just jot that down. And so Camilla asks Jay slash Ryan what happened. Now, by this point, I want to think it's like early afternoon, right? By the time this happens, because we'll get into like Voight basically sent Jay back to the district to write up his IPR report, whatever. So by this point, I'm imagining it's the afternoon, right? Yeah. You see Camilla and Camilla's like, so what happened? I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> you like you haven't seen him since three o'clock in the morning. Have you like you haven't tried to blow up his phone or anything? So much for what we're going to talk about later, guys. So much for her reaction to how she feels about him. Uh, Yeah, I don't even know. She says it so calmly. She's like, so what happened? And Jay's like, well, they took me back to the station. They did all this stuff. We're like, if you didn't know that Jay was a cop, you'd be like, oh, my God, are you okay? I just, yeah. Yeah. Camilla. So the girl's name was Maggie, but Camilla doesn't know who she left with. And then she gets all dramatic and she's like, I've never seen anybody get shot before. You technically didn't because you rolled up after she was already dead. Yeah. And I was also thinking, I wasn't even thinking about that in this moment. I was also thinking about her brother, Luis. And I was like, well, yeah, you technically didn't see him get shot, but that's what he did. He got shot. Yeah, so maybe she's talking, like, past tense. That's what I was thinking about, but I wasn't even thinking about the Maggie situation, but that, I guess, makes more sense. I don't know. I guess yeah. it plays double, but it, pay, it plays well with both of them, both instances. True. Um, she also says it's always better when you're here, which is, 
exactly what she tells him in like the sexy time scene in the back room. Face palm. Face I mean, palm. We agree. It's usually always better when Halstead is there. But, you know. Yeah. I don't know. So, meanwhile, Ruzik and Atwater go to the morgue, and there are no drugs in this girl's system, no signs of assault, but she does have some sort of weird, like, UV light tattoo on her hand, and it says Echo. Is that a club thing? Like, UV tattoos? Ah, no. Usually people just, like, stamp your hand. Like, stamp. Like, you can actually see it, or, like, they mark it. Like, if you're under 21. With an X. Yeah, they put, like, a big X on your hand. Yeah. So, I don't know. Ruzik traces her steps back to her apartment and Upton and Antonio go check it out. And this apartment is like out of HGTV. Like it's super quaint. It's super cute. And they find on the table, like she's got mail addressed to Ella Porter. So they're like, what is this? Because she does not look like a druggie. And the DEA shows up. Oh, goody. It's the feds. Yeah, they were already there. And then they have this like epic kind of like pull their guns at each other moment and they Antonio's like you show us your badge we'll show you ours he's like I'm reaching for my badge and then they like show each other and then they're like yeah oh you're actually real okay (laughs) it's like a wild west showdown like they're not even like oh hey fellow law enforcement it's like the wild west music and like drop your guns So they show their badges and they talk and it turns out Maggie is actually Ella and Ella was a DEA agent. Dun, dun, dun. So we come back from the commercial break and Voight is sitting at a board table, like a long board table in a conference room with the DEA. It's like Disney World for Voight. Like the happiest place on earth is in a room full of feds. Yep. Bad, bad, bad. So they all agree to cooperate, which is unheard of because right. the last time we saw Voight with the feds. You know. Didn't go so well. Didn't go so well, no. But Voight does ask, Voight's like, okay, well, why was she out by herself? And the guy's like, okay, well, she was off book. We don't know what happened. So Burgess does some super sleuthing back at the district, and she looks through Ella's records of what she was working on, and she was primarily working with this guy, Alex, who Jay oh so conveniently knows. Now, speaking of Jay, I wanted to touch on the coat situation here. You guys watched his Facebook Live on Wednesday, right? Yes. Okay, so somebody in the Facebook Live asked him, if you missed it, Jesse did a Facebook Live on Wednesday, and it was really funny. Uh, Somebody asked him about the brand of his coat, like the black coat with the red lining that he always wears, and Jesse gave the answer, and then he was like, that's what you guys are worried about? Seriously? Yeah, because it was within like the first like five minutes, and he was like, wait, that's what you guys care about? Like, come on. I know, but like, Jesse, have you met us? Come on. (laughs) <laughs> wait until we talk about your new apartment later anyway so <laughs> that happened and then in this episode alone so when he finds maggie slash ella and he takes off his jacket because she's been shot obviously so that jacket has like an orange underlining to it and then <laughs> he walks into the bullpen in this scene and he's got a jacket with like a yellow underlining <laughs> and then <laughs> Because I noticed this on, like, my third time through. The third time I watched this episode through, right before we started recording, I was, like, paying attention to all the details in his new apartment. There's a blue coat hanging on the coat rack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's insane. Jay and the amazing technical or dream coat. Like, what is this? 
I thought that was hilarious. But guess these are the things we notice. What do you want from us? We're having fun. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I'm just imagining Jay with like this closet of all these like different color coats. I don't know. It's just like, and they're not even different colors themselves. Like the lining is different colors. Like what the hell? Is one like, is one meant for like 60 degree weather and one's meant for like 30 degree weather because it's more insulated and one's meant for like the negative 10 that he's always talking about filming in? Like what the hell? Somebody needs to write the fan fiction where Will gets him like a pink coat for like a gag gift. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that'd be fun. We've gone off track. We, that really would. Yeah, somebody needs to write that fan fiction. Or someone just need. Okay, we need to look up this actual coat company and like do our research ourselves. We need to be. I need to be an investigative journalist here, guys. <laughs> this is what I do. Oh, I got it. I got it. Friday morning, guys. This is coming to you. <laughs> okay, we will <laughs> eagerly await your findings. I got you. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> yellow coat aside, Jay suggests to set up an undercover buy with this Alex guy, and Void approves as long as he takes up in. So they go see Alex, and Alex starts flirting with Haley. And there's an interesting exchange here because Alex flirts with her, and she's like, No offense, but you're not my type. And then Jay's like, Yeah, she's gay. <laughs> Don't tease us with this. We've wanted another gay character in One Chicago Land for, like, ever. Yeah. And I could, yeah. What if Haley is gay, guys? That's awesome! Yeah. But, like, it would also put all this, um, I can't even think of their ship name. What the fuck? Upstead. Upstead. All this Upstead shit to rest. Like, Yeah. After this episode, I really prefer Upstead as more as a bro TP than anything else. Oh, God. I feel like them in a relationship together, like, Upton would feel like she's babysitting him. Right. Like, they are a great bro TP. Not a great ship. Right. And, yeah, the more I I learn about Upton, the more I agree with you. And granted, I mean, I know I've been anti-Upstead, like, the whole time. But, and she kind of saw uh, she kind of saw his tr- not his true colors but she saw a glimpse of what she'd be getting into in this episode yeah i don't think she'd want any part of that she's a very no bullshit type of person yeah who knows yeah i don't know so alex wonders why jay is coming to him for drugs and not camilla because surprise she sells too yep Literally not. Like, Jay was surprised, and I was like, okay, and, like, am I the only person who was not shocked by this at all? I saw it coming from the second we learned that Alex was a drug dealer, but I didn't necessarily see, like, something being wrong with her, like, pre-this episode. I I could have seen it either way. I mean... I didn't see it necessarily was involved in, this, but... Yeah, like, Louise was involved in sketchy stuff, and I just... Had to imagine that she was, too. I wasn't surprised. But the next line definitely shocks Haley. So Alex is like, yeah, well, she'll probably give you a better deal since you're sleeping together and all. God damn. Awkward. Cat's out of the bag. Whoops. And Haley gives this face that is like all of us. Just all of us. So they make a deal to pick up the drugs the next day. And 
at Camilla's, Jay tells Camilla that Maggie was a DEA agent and she coughs up the truth. And I say truth with air quotes. So she says that after Luis died, she started dealing to make rent and she's freaked out because if Ella was a fed, then she probably took names. So while that's happening, the team tracks Alex into this like shady alleyway. And uh, yeah, so Alex gets tipped off because Olinsky pulls his car into the alleyway and pops the hood and starts tinkering with them. Like, or he starts tinkering with it. And so when Alex sees that, he bolts. But, like, that wasn't very inconspicuous, Al. Yeah. That was some bad undercover work there. Yeah. Like, not smooth. Not Because I definitely would have picked up on something like that. I would have been like, why is this random guy in, like, this one alleyway of all of the alleyways? Right. Like, you should have, if you wanted to be in the alleyway, you should have been there before he got there. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just not very conspicuous. Anyway, so... Burgess and Antonio corner him in, like, the beside the fence, basically. And at, meanwhile, Atwater and Ruzik go into this garage that he was trying to get access to. So they go in, and Atwater finds a quarter key, and Ruzik finds a bunch of remotes. What exactly is a quarter key, you might ask? Guess who did some Googling? So... <laughs> Um, I typed in quarter key into Google and it immediately filled in with like how much is a quarter key of Coke. I was like, oh, I really hope nobody ever looks at my Google search history because that's going to look odd. So <laughs> a quarter key is nine ounces. And basically the Internet says that a if a kilo of Coke typically costs between like twenty four to twenty seven thousand dollars, that's a lot of money. Jay was trying to buy like some really expensive Coke, if that's the deal, because Alex had originally quoted him 9000 and then Jay was like, no, like, it's eight. But even then, if a quarter is 8000 that means the whole kilo is 32000 So, math. Math. I googled. I was curious, okay? But that's <laughs> what a quarter key is. So, the uh, first thing that came up was, like, when I googled it, it was, like, something about, like, our narcotics drug calculator. And I was like, oh, delete, 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 delete. Like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Jokes, I don't want uh, this. I don't want this. Just kidding. Just the things that you learn from Chicago PD. So Burgess and Antonio interrogate Alex. And we find out that Alex was making an intro with the person who recruited him on the night of Maggie's death. Burgess and Antonio are like, dude, like cut to the chase. Who recruited you? And there's like a long pause. And even I was like, oh, it's Camilla. And then he's like, Camilla Vega. So we go through the glass to Jay. And of course, Jay's like, shit and so that happens but we're gonna talk about that when we talk about jay so jay meets with camilla and she lied of course she recruits dealers she doesn't just deal a little bit she recruits dealers and she was recruiting maggie through alex so she panicked when she heard her called by a different name and she told the guy she works for quote unquote the guy she works for the guy is wallace blake of course yikes bad news so jay sets up a meeting and basically the whole objective here is that jay wants to get a confession from wallace so that he can clear camilla's name not even so that he can solve the case it's just so he can clear camilla's name god damn i know i know so camilla wants to talk about the night that maggie died but wallace won't bite and jay goes jay like hulks out a little bit and so Jay shoves him, he pulls a gun on Jay, and Jay goes ninja and disarms him and then beats him up. 
So this is when intelligence comes in, and surprise, Camilla, your boy is a cop. Yeah. I was waiting for this moment the whole time. Same. I was like, it was like building up throughout the episode. I was like, I cannot wait to see this girl's face when she finds out he's a cop. I was like, this had better be good. And, and it like, was. It was good. It was so good. Oh, it was good. So we go to the interrogation room and Wallace swears that he didn't kill Maggie. Camilla did. And then Camilla swears that she didn't kill Maggie because she doesn't even own a gun. So Antonio's like, yeah, that's not good enough. And then she goes, when the murder was happening, I was in the back room screwing your partner. Is that good enough? It's technically not correct. Yeah, she technically lied, but she made her point. And Antonio's face after this was great. He was just like, oh, okay. And, like, then it cut scenes, but not technically correct. No, because Antonio's partner is Burgess. But, okay, semantics. Just... So then we go back to the interrogation room with Wallace and Voight and Alinsky show him pictures and they tell him that it's blood they found in his car. So this is like blood under a black light. So it's glowing. But I'm pretty sure they just Googled like constellations and, <laughs> them and showed them to him because that's what I thought the first time I saw that. I was like, are those like galaxies stars? or something? Yeah. Yeah. Because like <laughs> the first time we had seen Wallace in the interrogation room, he made some like poker metaphor because... He's an idiot. But yeah, so they showed him the pictures and, you know, they're like, this is the blood that was in your car. Is there anything you want to say? And Wallace ends up confessing. Um, But then it turns out that they were calling his bluff. Basically, they were bluffing. I think it really was pictures of constellations and (laughs) Wallace just fell for it. So they make like the whole poker metaphor comes full circle. But then Wallace still asks if they can make a deal. Oh, honey, that's not how this works. No. And especially that's not how intelligence works, but that's just not how the system as a whole works. No. You don't confess to murder and then get a deal. No. That's not. No. So that's the case. Um, The case was crazy. It was just really, really fast moving and just. There's a lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. So now we're going to dive into the good juicy Halstead stuff because, oh, my God. Gina says as Bryna takes a sip of her wine. (laughs) chug 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 (laughs) so oh my god the j stuff i did not realize how far off the rails he had fallen until probably about like halfway into this episode and i was like holy shit he he really goes off the rails like i don't know if i ever thought he was gonna go this far off the rails but he's there yeah. And it's, like, so subtle, too, because it's not like he's going insane. It's not like you see him, like, freaking out. But, like, you can just tell, like, especially having these avid watchers of PD. But I'm sure even if you just know Jay as well, like, you could just tell that, like, he is not being himself. No, and I know, I'm sure there was a lot of chatter about how, you know, this seems like it's just come out of nowhere for Jay. But it makes perfect sense if you think about it, because I imagine that, you know, as a veteran and everything, he's really good at hiding his emotions and, you know, pretending that everything's under wraps. Right. So that when things are getting out of control, you know, the cracks start showing. Right. Well, even not just as a veteran, but just like in general, like people are can be really good at like hiding themselves off from like what's actually happening. And like, you know, people are actors for a reason. Like they're good at hiding shit. Yeah. And so whether he's a veteran or not, I mean, I'm glad, obviously, they're showing that his is clearly stemmed from some kind of PTSD, but 
mean, whether he's a veteran or not, like, he's good at hiding his shit. He goes yeah. undercover. Like, he's a cop. Like, he knows how to do this. Right, right. Just, yeah. So, obviously, when Camilla wants to show him something, she takes him in the back. They have sexy time. She also has coke on her teeth. Anyone else is grossed out by this as me? Yes. Like, that's disgusting. Like, I've never heard someone talk about, like, having coke on their teeth. But just that description and, like, that said, oh, gross. Yeah. Gross, gross, gross. Yeah, it's, ew, ugh. Anyway, this is the first time that Camilla's like, it's always better when you're here. Okay, we know, Camilla. Like, we know. So then, of course, he leaves Camilla a voicemail because apparently he thinks it's like 1999. And he finds the woman who's been shot. And, like, you see the human aspect of his here. Like, you kind of know this is a lost cause. And, Ashley, this kind of reminded me of the scene from Revenge when Daniel got shot. and Emily Oh, God, don't remind me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bryna, I wish you had seen Revenge. Oh, my goodness. One day. And then Emily looks at Jack, and Jack just kind of shakes his head. Ugh. Goodness. Uh, yeah, so basically, he just kind of knows it's a lost cause. But, you know, he puts pressure on the wound. He holds her hand, and he just tells her, you know, she's okay. She's not alone. And when this happened, I was like, oh, I cannot wait for the gift set from Christina. Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> like, just, Yeah. Yeah, just crazy. And, like, there's a moment, too, like, she dies. But then you look at his face, and his face is, like, you know, he he's just, he's broken like he always is after somebody passes away. And he's, like, kind of about to give in to those feelings, but then Camilla rolls up. So, just, I love reading into Jay scenes. It's so much fun. Anyway. <sighs> so, yeah. Finds the woman, she dies, and Voight and Upton arrive, and Voight asks Jay what the hell he's doing there. And so Jay's like, I was working a CI. You were working her all right, but I think you and Voight have different definitions. <laughs> but yeah. she's also not on paper. Like, is that what she is now? Like, I mean, later on, and we're going to talk about this in, like, just a few minutes. Like, he seems so, I don't know what the fuck he is. But, like, is that all she is saying now? Like, a CI? Like, I thought you were dating her, dating her in quotes, but, like, I don't know. I mean, clearly he's I covering. Ever, clearly he's covering his ass, but like, still. yeah. I don't think she ever was a CI. No, he was working Luis the first time around, right? And he just had to also get along with her because that's the way he was going to get to Luis. But like, so is that what you're calling her? Like, I thought she was your not girlfriend, whatever the fuck you want to hook up. I don't even know. Um, but like, guess now she's just a CI. So clearly she doesn't mean to you as much as he she does. He does. You do to her, but that, I don't know. The whole, th he contradicts himself 10 million times in this episode with how he feels he about really her. He really does. I think, I think he's just trying to cover his ass and That's he's trying what to I lie thought, to Voight on the fly. Yeah. So I was just like, really? That's okay. That was not what you were doing two seconds ago, but okay, we'll go with that, Jay. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Bryna, do you want to take us through the next little bit? Yeah. So after that, um, Voight tells him, he's like, yo, Okay, not yo. Boy doesn't say yo, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's like, okay, if she's a CI, then and we don't have any paperwork on her, then like you need to go fill it out. You need to go fill out an IPR, whatever, and go to the paperwork. And Jay's like, okay. So back at the station, um, Boy meets Jay in the coffee room, and Jay he's like, oh, Boy's like, oh, did you fill out your stuff? And he's like, yeah, I did. Um, and then Boy, of course, in his Boy ways 
ask him point blank, are you sleeping with this girl? And Jay says, no. This is the part where I actually yelled at the TV. Yeah. Like, it all happened in one fell swoop. Are you sleeping with this girl? No. And then I sat up and I was like, yes. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And plus, like, and Boyd has that way of staring that, like, he can just stare at you and know that you're lying. Right. And I think it's just, it's so interesting because I got flashbacks of obviously the time that it happened with Lindsay. Like, when he, he was talking, like, when Lindsay was the one, like, the girl that he was talking about. But in that case, he wasn't, like, Jay actively wasn't sleeping with Lindsay at that point. And so, but in this case, he, and he still said no. And Jay, and Boyd was like, okay. But this time, he says no. Boyd's got to know he's lying, but doesn't do anything about it. Like, what the hell? Right, like, if you know he's lying, why are you letting him dig his own hole? Right. It's just, yeah. Instance number 10 million and one where someone should have been concerned for Jay and wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Keep going, Brenna. <laughs> okay. So, um, after Upton learns all the juicy details courtesy of Alex. Um, so, this is like the scene where Jay and Upton go undercover and talk to Alex, that whole thing. So, after Upton learns all of those details... Jay and Upton leave the club, and Upton gives Jay an earful, and that's putting that politely. And Jay's like, I don't want to talk about this now. He's like, I need to talk to Camilla. And Upton's like, oh, hell no, you're not. Like, not actually hell no, because you can't do that on network TV. But she (laughs) says, she's like, you know, we're going to talk about this now. And she goes on and on about how screwing Camilla is a fireable offense, and you need to be more careful, and blah, blah, blah. And... She, like, point blank, again, taking some cues from Voight right there, she, like, point blank asks him, like, are you screwing Camilla? And he doesn't answer. And she's like, what the, not what the fuck are you doing, but, like, what the fuck are you doing? And she, like, yells, she's pissed. She's like, what are you doing? Upton in this moment is all of us. Literally me as I was yelling at my computer, what the fuck are you doing, Jay? Right. And Jay swears she's fine. And he tries to spin this whole thing into, like, a positive for the case. And Upton's like, we need to go to Voight, like, now. And Jay's like, no, 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 no. She's like, I need to talk to Camilla. He's like, just give me a few hours. He's like, just give me a few hours before you go say anything to Voight. And she's like, okay, fine. But you've only got a few hours. Not as in 24, probably not as in 12, more like four. Um, And so they're back in the bull – well, Upton is back in the bullpen with the rest of the unit. And they're talking about more details about the case. And Voight asks Upton where Jay is. And she says, she's like, he's with Camilla. And Voight's like, that's all you want to tell me? And she's probably, I mean, she doesn't really say anything after that. She's probably like, uh, yeah, that's all I want to tell you because that's all the fuck I know. Yeah. Um, Goodness. So then Jay does go and see Camilla. That's the next thing we see. And she's talking about, this is where she kind of comes up with the whole thing about she's, you know, only deal because of her rent and whatever. And she went on this whole thing about how she was actually going to leave with after Luis died, but she stayed because of Ryan. And she says the three words. She says, I love you. To which I say, get the fuck out. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. No. no, you do not fucking love him after two weeks. Please leave stage left. <laughs> right. No, you do not love him. I get that you might be in lust with him. I get that you might actually have feelings for him, but you do not fucking love him. <laughs> he 
lies. Shut up for the people in the back. He is telling you lies, and you do not love him. You might no, think yes. you do, but you do not actually love him. Are you fucking kidding me that we waited four seasons for Linstead to say it? We waited four episodes for Camilla to say it? Not even four episodes, but yeah. More like two and a half. Three, yeah. Two and a half. Really two in a scene, but yeah, two. I love you. Although- ETFO. Although, we'll talk about this when we get there, because I I just had some thoughts, but we'll we'll talk about this when we get to the end of the J stuff. Um, But- when Alex, so then Alex coughs up Camilla as the recruiter, and Jay goes to see her again. And she, or tries to go see her again, and he's talking to Upton, and she's like, he's, Jay says, you know, he's like, this is not something she would do, I know her. And Upton tries to talk him out of it, but Jay goes anyway. Facepalm. You do not know her. You are lying to her. She might be telling you the truth, but like. You can, oh, god damn it. I know. It was bad. Ashley, how are you feeling in this moment? Frustrated. Oh, that's right. You you texted me right after the episode. You were pissed. I know. <laughs> I was so mad at this episode. Like, I don't know. It was and it's not even, I mean, I, I'm not trying to put words in Ashley's mouth, but for me, it wasn't even, like, seeing him with her that bothered me. Like, that whole, like, sex scene like okay that doesn't bother me at all but like it's more just the fact that he's trying to blow off that this is like the love of his life it is not the love of your life jay nope like she is not even close she is like your hookup of the month or the year whatever you want to call it that's fine but she is not you are not in love with this woman she's companionship for him that's all she is he doesn't care about her he just wants to not be alone right Right. He's going through things. He doesn't want to do it by himself. He can't go to anyone else in the unit. And he is looking for someone to, like, be with. And that, like, makes things, when he comes home at night, not seem so dark. And I get that. Yeah. And I'm, I am get that. But I wish he wasn't just trying to make it seem like this is, like, the love of life. Because it's not. So crazy. Because we know what he looks like with his love of his life. And he didn't even do these kind of things for her. Like, he was not this intense about it ever with her. I mean, he was intense no. about it, but it was a different kind of intense. Right. Anyway, in the roll-up, he, Jake finally, you know, he doesn't listen to Upton. So in the roll-up, he calls Camilla, and he's like, we have to find a way out of this. Just me and you. Who are you right now? For real. No! You are not, you, this is not the time for you to be all romantic and shit. Like, stop. That's not even romantic. It's just crazy. I mean, somebody would probably think it's romantic, like the just me and you part. But like, god damn. Anyway. Just, yeah. And so he tells me, he tells her on this message, he's like, or phone call, he says, you know, meet me at whatever park, I don't know, Lincoln, I don't know, I don't know anything about Chicago. Whatever park and bring a backpack and whatever. So at the park, he's going to meet Jay. And, or he's going to meet Jay. He's going to meet Camilla. And Jay conveniently runs into Upton and Voight, who stop him. And Voight's pretty much just like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Voight's like, no, you can't do this. And he basically hands him a wire and says that Jay's going to find out everything she knows and bury her ass. 
there's all this innuendo in this episode. Am I just a child, like, hatching this? But, like, there's a lot of people, like, burying each other's asses. And then Voight's, like, work the CI. Like, I'm a child. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe more because just the context. Like, it makes, it stands out a little bit more. But it's not any different from the, when they use it in different episodes. They use that, I feel like, all the time. That's true. I'm just a child. Don't mind me. <laughs> anyway, um, so he goes and meets Camilla, and he kind of pushes Camilla for the name of the guy she works for. And she's kind of hesitant or whatever. But the big thing here to say, or to note, Jay fucking says, I love you. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this because he's Jay and, you know, I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he really wanted the name. So he just did what he had to do to get it. Am I being way too rational? I mean, I think you're being way too rational just because of the whole, like, Jay is in a dark place. Like, he probably genuinely thinks that that's what he's feeling, but that's not. He just... He's in such a hole that he doesn't know what he's feeling. That's true. Like, normal Jay would say it to get the name. Right. But this version of Jay actually thinks that he loves her. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's the only thing of note. Gina, do you want to take over the rest of the Jay stuff? Sure. So, he gets the meeting with Wallace. And... During the meeting, Jay is way over eager to get a confession. So over eager that they cut to Voight and Upton, and Voight's like, he is pushing so hard for this, and Upton's like, back off, dude. So, like we said before, basically, Jay is so confrontational with this guy. He pushes him, then he disarms him and beats him up. And that's when intelligence comes in. And Upton apprehends Camilla, Alinsky checks on Jay, and that is when Camilla gives him the what the fuck, you're a cop face. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah, so Camilla is all like, what the fuck? And then she leaves. But then Jay looks like really upset. Like you can't, you can't stand there and tell me you cared about this girl. I think it's just exactly what I was saying. Like he believes he cares about this girl, but that's not actually the case because he is so clearly not with it right now that he doesn't know what he's doing. But I think he genuinely believes that he does. But we know that Jay doesn't. Like, normal Uh Jay does not care. He would never care about someone after that, like, short of time. When did you guys realize how off the rails he's gone during during this episode? Like, what was the moment for you guys? I think it was when he said, like, you know, we have to find a way out of this. Like, just me and you. Because Jay does never over... Jay never overreacts like that. Like, ever. True, Ashley. What about you? Like she said, uh, <clears throat> this whole episode was just like mind boggling to me and made me frustrated and screaming. And I don't know. I think crazy. Ashley's the one who needs some wine. I think so. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Ashley. Last night when I was watching this. Yeah, seriously, Ashley. Next time you need a bottle of wine because I'm literally on my second glass. I literally have a bottle sitting here. <laughs> jealous <laughs> so, yeah and jay looks like really upset and it's just crazy so then they get back to the 21st and void gives them five minutes okay void like i just yeah so void gives them five minutes and 
Jay opens the door and she's like, you're really a cop? And he's like, yeah. And she's just so done with him. Oh, she's so done. She's like, you make me sick. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. I feel like I shouldn't have been laughing, but I was like, oh, feel the burn, Jay. Feel the burn. Yep. It was bad. And so she was like, do you know what it's like to be with somebody that doesn't exist? And like, you know, I just. This is like Mike. Jay. For real. Like, Jay kind of catfished her without the internet. Yeah. Yikes. So he goes to help her out of the car. She's like, don't fucking touch me. And so Antonio takes Camilla and Jay is just kind of left looking at Upton. And Upton's kind of giving him this like, I told you so look. Just, oh, bad, bad. So then later on, there's a knock at the door and Voight goes to Jay's. The most important thing here is that we finally saw Jay's apartment. He's not homeless. He's not homeless. Nor is he living with Will, though, because that place is tiny. Okay, but where does Will live, though? He has his own place. He's got to have his own place. Yeah, that's what... Or is, yeah. I was going to say it's too soon for him to be shacking up with Natalie, so... <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Either he has his own place or he's crashing on Natalie's couch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's a tiny little apartment. It's like, it's such a bachelor pad, which is so sad after to see after he, like, moved in with Aaron and everything. And, like, whatever happened to the condo he was going to buy? Well, he ditched that plan to go live with Aaron. Yeah, I think that money went towards Aaron's mortgage. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, but do we think, is this a studio? This isn't a studio. He doesn't just, like, sleep on the couch. He's got to have a bedroom in there, right? Like, it's tiny, he does but, have like. A bedroom, yeah, yeah he does. And the only reason we know that is because that same motorcycle painting is back above his bed. Oh, right. And he, <laughs> there's, like, another room where Voight, like, goes through his drug. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's a total, it's a total bachelor pad. It's so tiny and it's so messy and just, yeah, it's, yeah. It's but crazy. yet still probably costs an arm and a leg because Chicago. Probably. If it's because anything Chicago, like yeah. DC, like Chicago, it, yeah. It's probably all he could afford after Aaron ghosted him and took all his money. God damn it. I know. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Okay, so, <laughs> so Voight starts looking around and I totally in this moment, I thought that he was going to go all like the way he did when. At, with, when he went up to Atwater's house and just kind of see how he's doing, maybe like take care of him. Oh no! I thought Voight was gonna, yeah, I thought Voight was gonna be like, you know, have you eaten anything? Like, what's going on? Gina, and Gina, Gina, goes, Gina. I, yeah, uh, Gina. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's Voight. Yeah, and it's like Voight's never actually trust. I refuse to believe that for whatever season four, whatever that he probably did trust Voight or Jay that he actually did. Like, he's never trusted Jay. And he definitely doesn't trust him. I feel like he came around to the, like, the idea. To Jay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I feel like he keeps Jay on, like, a way shorter leash than he does any, anybody else. Right. Even Rusek, who we're going to get to talk about, he's like, oh, like, you know, you what you did is wrong. And, like, I still don't forgive you. But, like, you're going to help me. Like, you have a choice. Jay yeah, doesn't get a fucking Jay choice. Up once and Voight's like, screw you, dude. Right. And it doesn't even at this point, like, I'd maybe more understand it slightly if it had anything to do with Aaron. Because at that point, like, obviously Aaron is Voight's basically daughter and whatever. Like, you hurt her, you hurt, like, you're getting hurt kind of thing. But this is Jay's own life. And Voight's like, nope, I don't care. I don't trust you anymore. Bad. So bad. So Voight goes looking around for drugs. Like, I couldn't imagine if my boss showed up on my doorstep at night going around looking in my house for, like, 
pills. No. What? Yeah, like, you are not my father. No, you, you're not my father. You're my boss. Stop showing up at my apartment at really weird hours. Like, right. Like, you are not even, Will, like, if Will did it, okay. If Atwater did it, if Ruzik did it, if literally anyone else but Voight, I'd be like, eh, okay, they care about him. Voight, fuck that shit. Well, but I was okay with it when Voight went over to Atwater's. Maybe it was just because under different circumstances, they had a tough day that day and solved the case. But Voight and Atwater have a very different relationship than Voight and Jay. Very true. And so, like, I understand it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I was okay with it when Voight went over to Atwater's. Like, you know. But he also didn't start snooping around in Atwater's place for drugs. He went over there with, like, food. Or not actually food, but, like, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas here, he's like, he doesn't show up with anything, and he literally just kind of lets himself in. Like, Jay opens the door, he walks in, he's like, start stooping around, and Jay's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Uh, just so it's just very different so situations. Crazy. Like you said, if Void had just kind of let, you know, basically done an Atwater situation, just replaced Atwater with Jay, I'd probably be okay with it. So crazy. Yeah, and so then Jay swears. Jay's like, I don't do drugs. I never have. You have my word on that. When we met Luis, remember when Jay was talking to her about, like, the four things that he did when he got back? And it was like, drink, fight, screw, and I can't remember the fourth. I remember that, but I don't remember the fourth. Yeah, because I was going to say, I was like, I thought we, I thought he had, like, experimented with drugs at some point. But I think him saying he's like, oh, yeah, he does say I never have. Never mind. That negates my point. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. And, of course, my question off that, I was like, well, how did he know that that was coke on Camilla's teeth then? But then again, he's a cop. He knows shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then Voight just, like. This is like the Voight equivalent of like, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. He's like, you put this whole unit at risk and you dug a hell of a hole. I just hope there's a way out. This is my whole problem with this whole thing, though, is that it's still my. Yes, I understand. And like, obviously, I understand that like he needs to tell Jay that like he's disappointed and that like, yes, he doesn't trust him anymore. But there's still never a hint of like you have some like something is going on with you and you need help. Right. Like, it's just like, oh, I'm disappointed in you. I hope there's a way out. Okay, bye. Like, no. Okay, I understand if you had said that. I, like, I hope there's a way out and I can help you get there if that's what you want. Like, that's all I needed. I just needed one extra line, but I didn't get it. And now I still don't know if anyone actually cares about Jay except for Upton. This kind of circles back to what we were talking about when we talked about 501, about how you know, maybe Void is coming at this from an aspect of, like, I had an issue, I manned up, I got help. Like, I expect the same out of you. But he doesn't even say that. Like, if he had said, right. like, oh, I, you know, like, you need to man up and get help. Like, there's not even saying, like, oh, I'll help you get help or whatever. But, like, there's not even an instance of, like, you need help. Like, no one has ever, no one has said to Jay, you need help. Aside from Haley. Yes. Aside for Haley. Which makes no sense still because she's known him for the least amount of time. But whatever. I'm glad someone recognizes that he needs help. But, like, like I said, I just would I would feel so much differently about this rant from Voight and, like, him storming into Jay's apartment if he, if there was mention of Jay just needing help. Not saying he needs – Voight needs to be the one to help. Like, you know, I don't know. 
I think the only reason that Haley's been the one to like drive it home and pick up on it, I imagine that they spend the bulk of their day together because they're partners. Right. And and I also imagine that Jay does not talk about his problems at all. And so, you know, Jay probably hasn't said anything to Haley. Haley just notices how he's acting and she's like, cut the shit and tell me what's going on. Yeah. And And my thing is, is he going to be able to get out of this hole that he's dug for himself? Yeah. Like, how much longer is he going to be in this hole? What's going to be his breaking point is what I'm wondering. I don't know. Because Camilla's gone. Presumably. Presumably. Um, Because she's in jail. But, (laughs) um, and obviously what we're, the last scene that we're going to talk about, like, with that whole thing, I presume she's gone, but I don't know. <clears throat> so crazy. There was an article that came out. I don't know where it came out from. It was about Voight and Woods or something. Oh, it yeah. Said that Woods was going on. He was going to go to like somebody else in the unit. Wait, what? That was like a late article that dropped today. Like this was by the point that like we were like, dude, that's enough news. Um, <laughs> yeah, it basically just kind of teased like the back half of the season. It's going to get ugly between Voight and Woods. And I think Woods is going to set his eyes on somebody else in the unit to like get him to turn. Could that be Jay? And maybe that would be. The breaking point. Jay wouldn't turn. No, Jay wouldn't turn. He's too loyal for that shit. It's like, it's a lost, it would be a lost cause for Woods to even try, just like it would be with Antonio. Right. But I don't also, like, I don't see it being Atwater. No. And I don't see it being Burgess, and it's not going to be Al, so, like, up to, no, it's not going to. Haley would be a soft target, because. She's all about rules. She's still, all about rules, and she's relatively new in the unit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just, well, I mean, and there's your leverage right there is that Haley knows that Jay was sleeping with Camilla. There's your leverage. Yeah, but how's Woods going to find that out? Woods has ways. Yeah, I get, who knows? Knowing Woods, he'll probably like tap Woods' phone or something. He's crazy. He's so batshit crazy. Oh, so batshit. So anyway, (laughs) the last scene of the episode is... Upton goes to visit Camilla in her holding cell and Camilla's like, what's his name? And she's like, that's not important. But she tells him, she's like, yeah, his name's Jay. And basically Upton's like, okay, you're going to be brought up on these charges. It's like felony drug possession and probably accessory to murder. But then she gives her an ultimatum. So she needs to make like Jay never existed, leave Jay out of, you know, the whole narrative And that way Upton can probably get them to look the other way on the accessory to murder charge. And so Camilla's like, oh, like I never knew him. And Haley's like, you didn't. Total double meaning here. Total double meaning. Because like you didn't as in like you didn't in terms of the narrative, but like you didn't know him. You didn't know the person you were hooking up with. Yeah. Double meaning. So she gives her the ultimatum and then she goes, if you don't, I'll bury you. And she says it like a stone cold killer. She says it so robotically. She's been around intelligence for way too long. Like you totally see her little like voidisms that she's picked up in this episode. But I kind of love it. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. 
But then the episode ends and Camilla delivers like kind of the dagger. She's like, the person you know, that's the lie. Okay. Uh, one, I don't think she's actually too, like, I don't think she's actually that far off. Like, yes, she obviously didn't know that Jay is Jay and Jay is a cop, but like, you know, I also don't think, so like, I don't, I'm not saying that she knows him, but I also don't think, you know, Jay's hit a lot over the last, you know, since he's been intelligence, and I think that he puts up a good front, and I think, you know, maybe, I don't know if anyone other than Aaron really did know him. Um, but also, this scene kind of made me think, and I was, I literally just had this thought as we were talking about it, or Camilla's feelings earlier, like, I think Camilla actually liked him. Like, I think she'd actually, when she said she loved him, I don't know if she's actually so crazy. Like. I could see her meaning it, yeah. Like, she seems like the person who maybe kind of fell hard and fell fast, but I don't know. But, I mean, I also don't think she's lying here when she said, like, the person you know, like, that's the lie. I mean, I think. Maybe deep down. Maybe, like, deep, deep down. Like, because obviously they know, like, Jay's talked, not a whole lot, but they, like, he's talked a little bit about his time in the military, and, like, they know his life, but, like, do they really know certain things? Like, there's certain things that we don't even know because, like, Mouse, like, when Mouse would bring him up, like, Jay would never talk about him. Yeah. So, who knows? I mean, I, I think... I, yeah, I don't know. I can't. I'm, well, I'm like I'm trying to articulate it here, but like, I don't think the person that the person Haley knows is definitely not a lie because she's the one. Haley's the one picking up on Jay's bullshit and like what's going on. I think the version that the rest of intelligence might know right now might be a lie because he's pretending to be okay when he's clearly not. Right, and I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about more so just even just like in normal day life. Like, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, you know, just even saying like, oh, well, you know, Jay puts up a front at work. But then like even pre season five, like there's things that he doesn't know that he's saying he's not saying that like maybe not saying that I think this actually is the case, but he could have created this entire character of Jay for himself after he got better after PTSD, after he like went through the whole PTSD stuff the first time. I mean, along those lines, then, then we're all kind of lies in our own way, because all of us put up a front at some point in our life, yeah. right? That's very true. Yeah. Interesting. It's an interesting point that, you know, they're not too far off. I refuse to believe that the version of him that Camilla knew was, like, the real Jay, just under a different name. Oh, yeah. I I don't believe that either. I just, I don't think she's, like, lying either when she says that. Like, I think there's a tiny bit of truth when she says, like, the person you know, like, that's the lie. Tiny. Yeah, just interesting. Like, I don't think she's just saying that out of spite. So crazy. Just, ugh. So, yeah, that's the, that's the J of it all. I mean, oh, my God, what an episode. Like, and it was, like, the fastest hour. It was so good. It went so fast. Yeah. So it really crazy. did. So the other thing we're going to touch on, of course, is where we left off in the mid-season finale, which is with Ruzik. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I had a lot of nightmares about Voight emerging out of the darkness and at the silos and being like, hey, like, that's terrifying. Yeah. So the episode opened and of course they're like, you know, previously this is what happened, but it opens with the final scene of the mid-season finale, but then it just seamlessly blends into the new episode. It's like one scene. It's really good. And Ruzik has this deer in headlights look. Like, he looks so scared. Yeah. So scared. And I'm usually, like, I'm, we've talked about it before. I'm a sucker for blue eyes, but oh my goodness, his eyes in this scene, he has brown eyes. But, like, <laughs> wow. He's, like, wide-eyed and terrified and just, I felt for him. I, like, kind of wanted to hug him and be like, it's okay. It's okay. But he looks at Al and Al's like, you may as well. He's like, you, I mean, looking at me is not really going to help. He's like, you're going to go one way or the other. Just scary. So he's got the deer in headlights face and he goes and walks up to Voight and he's like, I had no choice. And Ruzik starts explaining the situation. He's like, you know, my kid sister, they were going to take her son. Now, I know I, I seem to be the only one like hung up on this because like before we knew any backstory on any of these people, it was always just fun to like throw around theories and be like, I think this person has this many siblings or whatever. I'm telling you for the longest time, I thought Ruzik was always an only child. And now you're going to tell me he's a big brother? Like, never saw that one coming. Right. I didn't think he was going to be a big brother. I thought he was going to be the younger brother. Same. So, just... wait. Okay. I just need to sit here and theorize for one second. So, how old does that make Ruzik? If he's, old, if, she, if he's old enough to have a younger sister with, like, a seven-year-old. A seven, yeah. I mean, granted, she could have always had him at, like, 16, but, like, still. Now, I mean... Casey's about the same with a younger sister and a niece who's, like, a teenager now. Wait, no. Casey's not the older brother. Is he younger? Did we ever find that out? Wait, you're telling me Casey is the older brother? Casey's got a sister. I don't know. With Violet. This was a long time ago. With Violet, his niece. Yeah, this was a long time ago, though, that we met Casey. She has to be older. She's... She has, like, a teenager. She's Violet's, like, 13. Now she is. By the time we last see her. No, the last time we saw her, she was, like, 13. Shit. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, how old is Ruzek? <laughs> yeah, that's really the more... Like... Because I thought he was, like, 27. No. Okay, so, Patty... Yeah, like, 20s. I don't know. Patty in real life is 34. Let's Wait, think about this. Patty's thirty four. Yeah. God damn. He, he is not he was 34. in the academy when the show started, and Burgess was already a cop. And Burgess is she should be about twenty nine now. God damn. I'm gonna put it in my head. I'm just gonna headcanon this that maybe Ruzik is like thirty thirty one. No. See, that's what I always thought. I always thought he was in his 30s. See, but like early 30s. But yeah. See, I thought, okay. See, this is my problem is they don't tell us enough. Like, did he go to college first and then go to the academy? Did he go to the academy straight out of high school? Because if he went to the academy straight out of high school, then like he can't be that old. No, then he's like a baby. If he went to college and graduated at 22 from college and then went to the academy, that makes more it still doesn't make sense because he technically didn't even graduate from the academy. Well, he did, but not at the same, you know, not the whole 
we've I've been through this whole rant before, but um, yeah. So, but that makes more sense. But I still he can't be thirty. Maybe they're like a year apart. Gosh. Things I want to know. We really need to find a yeah. PD writer to talk to because I need to know these things. Yeah, and I don't usually play like the age game, but in this case, I'm like, wait, Ruzik's a big brother? He never struck me as that type. I can't be. He can't be a. Unless it's just like a. I mean, like my brother sometimes jokes around that like I could be his kid sister even though I'm older by only 14 months, but just because he's so much taller than me, like he's literally <laughs> that so much bigger than me. Um, so maybe it's one of those instances and he's just like, oh, my kid sister, like just as kind of like a thing. Maybe he's not actually the older brother. Hmm. So much theorizing. I just need to know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, that was just when they revealed that Ruzik had a sister, it blew my mind because I was like, no, like, a long time ago, I know, Ashley, you and I used to talk all the time, and I would be like, no, Ruzik's an only child. Like, Ugh. I don't know. Just. Oh. Wait, also, talking about, like, Jay having, like, a sibling. You say, no, he don't have a sibling. <laughs> or, like, Jay and Will have a sister or something. We used to talk about that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, we always wondered if that was, like, the case, but there's no, there's no way. If there was a third Halstead out there, we would know. I threw that theory around in our Halsteads and headcanons post, Gina. You did. You did. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. We would know. But, like, okay, who, who else do we know? So we know, and Atwater is, like, Atwater's siblings are, like, way younger. That always blew my mind. Like. Yeah. I have a lot of questions still about that storyline, too. But maybe we'll get Jordan and Vanessa back eventually, and they'll be answered. Because um, Vanessa's, like, 12 or 13, and, like, Atwater's in his late 20s. Right. But then their mom's not in the picture, so, like. Her, his mom was in the picture enough for them to be born and then leave, like. So we're like, are these his half-siblings? Like, I, oh, I have a million questions. I know. We need a PD writer to come on. Yeah, just so many questions. Who else do we know? Well, we don't know if Upton has any siblings, but I'm not about to play that game because we don't know enough about her. Burgess yet. has a sister. Yeah. She does have Nicole, which I can see her being the younger sister. Wait, I can see that. but so how old does this make Jay? I don't care what anybody says. Jay is younger than Will. Okay, but how old is Will? I I imagine, and this is another thing we talked about in our Halsteads and Headcanons post. In my head, Will is like five years older than Jay. In my head, Jay is 30 and Will is 35. Okay, they also just, they don't do as great with Will's storyline. So like, what stage of his doctorhood is he? Doctorhood. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. His medical practice. I... Wasn't he a third year resident when med started? So then he can't be 35. Unless he took some real serious hardcore partying time before he went into medical school. So you're saying he's younger? He's got to be younger. I still think he's older. Isn't There is an episode of PD. Uh, yeah. Was it PD? He would not be 35. Or even if you're saying at that point, he'd be like 33. He's not going to be 33 and in his third year of residency. That does not happen. So you're saying he'd be younger in his third year of residency? Yes. Damn. Okay. He could be 33 and like a full-fledged like doctor. 
I thought you were going to say full-fledged adult. I was going to be like, Brenna, honey, you just wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that too. But no, he'd be – because I'm trying to think about it with, like, my dad's experience and, like, my dad's a surgeon and, like, I mean, my dad was a full-fledged doctor by the time – He's a second year. He was 30. Okay. 31. My dad was, like, a full-fledged doctor, like, surgeon. Oh, wow. And, like, so, yeah. So that's why I'm all, like, that's why I always think about Will, and I'm like, he can't still be, like, he can't be that old. Or, no, he's, he's an attending. He's attending. Is he an attending, he... I'm looking it up on Google. They mess it up. He's a second-year attending physician. He's an attending. He's a second-year attending. He's an attending? Now he is. I remember that season that he got bumped from resident to attending. God, jeez. And that was when Goodwin was like, you're a grade A pain in my ass. God, jeez. Okay, so then he could be like 33. He went to college. Yes. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, you, well, yeah. yeah, you kind of have to. But then still, if you're five years, so that would make Jay, if he's like 33, then Jay is only... Like, 28. You know, in real life, though, the irony of the whole thing is that in real life, Jesse's older than Nick. Yeah. Which is just hilarious. But only by, like, a year. But still, it's just funny. Yeah. I mean, we could always get clarification on the Will stuff. We could just send a message to Jeff. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, clarify. We got Oh, man. We've gotten a little off track. We've gotten so off track. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just, it's a fun game to play. Speculating I have so is fun. many thoughts. So many. Just... I still think there are other Dawson siblings out there, too. I refuse to believe it's just Gabby and Antonio. I imagine they're from a big family. Wait, like full siblings? Half siblings? What are we talking about here? No, full siblings. I imagine it's a huge family. But I feel like we would have. At the anniversary party, you're telling me that none of the other siblings showed up to the anniversary party? That is true. But, like, oops, that's, like, fucked up if so. If that, like, when Ramon's, like, I should have done it 30 years ago, 30 years ago being, like, right around when Gabby was born. So they had a baby and tried to save the marriage when they sh- knew they were doomed to give like, I, theories, man. <laughs> <laughs> so many theories. So... <laughs> Ruzik ends up telling Voight everything because he, he like word vomits. He gets so scared. He's like, I gave him the video of Halsted in a fight. The 20K was Woods. Actually, it was me. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't give him the tape. And Voight gives Adam two choices. Serve him up to Woods or help him take Woods out. And Ruzik is just so scared. He's just babbling. He's like, Sarge, I'm with you. I've always been with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Poor Ruzik. And so... Later on in the bullpen, the bullpen, bullpen, sorry, bullpen, Hank tells Adam to give Woods what he wants. And Ruzik's like, what? Are you sure? Like, seriously? And Woods like, yeah, how many times do I have to tell you this? And so Ruzik's like, is there anything else that you want me to know? And he goes, yeah, I put in papers for Atwater. So he's next in line for detective, not you. Maybe you can use that. And at first, I think everybody was like, what did he just say? But then for me, I was like, well, wait, is Atwater actually next in line for detective? Because that's awesome. Yeah, I've always <laughs> wanted to know how that process works. So it's just literally as simple as Voight putting in papers for somebody? I, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Just Interesting. Wow. Not how I thought it was going to supposed to go down. 
but interesting. No, Sam, I thought they had to take, like, an exam and stuff. They do, don't they? Yeah, I think they actually I guess do. They have to have Void's blessing first. I don't know. Because, wait, everyone except for Atwater, Ruzik, and Burgess are detectives, right? Like, Jay's a detective? Right. Yeah. I don't know. So many questions. So many theories. So many theories. And, yeah, so Ruzik does use that. You know, Woods is like, why are you giving me this video? And Ruzik's like, he passed me up for my partner. But, like, I like to think on the inside, Ruzik is happy as fuck for Atwater. Yeah, if it's actually true. Yeah, he definitely is Beaming for his best friend. Yeah. Just, he's got to be. So, anyway, they meet again at the end of the episode, and Woods shoves Ruzik against his car. And it turns out that the 20K was in evidence all along. So that's why Voight was like, give him what he wants, because Voight had nothing to hide. Just, yeah. So then Ruzik's like, well, why do you hate Voight so much? And Woods is like, we're two dogs in a cage and one bowl of food. It's not hate, it's survival. Whatever the fuck that means. Seriously, what the fuck does that mean? Right? Like... Yeah, just two dogs in a cage fighting over one bowl of food. So does that mean he's getting pressure from up top about something? I would have liked this story. Like, I'm kind of now starting to hate where the storyline is going. Not because not the whole Ruzik part, but like the Woods and Voight part. If there was like a specific instance. But the fact that he's kind of giving us some like bullshit metaphor about dogs. Like, no, just give me an instance where Voight turned you like did you wrong and i'd be okay with it i mean i guess woods is coming for voight's job but then like does woods want voight's job Isn't woods technically up above voight yeah but he's in like he's like in the ivory tower he's an auditor i doubt that's why anybody becomes a cop is to become an auditor right i don't know i just they could i would have appreciated i would have liked this part more if like Maybe in addition to this bullshit metaphor, he said, oh, Anne Voight did such and such to me in 1995. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So many questions. Just, yeah, like, that was not a time to be speaking in metaphors and cliches, Woods. Like, please. Yeah. But, yeah, so that is the episode. I mean, it was crazy. There was so much happening. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening. for real. I mean, I I feel like that's, like, every week that there's a lot of stuff happening, but, like, especially this week. Maybe it's just because they were back from hiatus, so, like, we were rusty. Well, and they hit the, like, hit the ground running with two big storylines. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. we're just dealing with Jay, or, oh, we're just dealing with Ruzik. They're like, oh, we're kind of going to do with Ruzik a little bit and, like, clean up, clear up that midseason finale, but, like, we're kind of going to throw him under the bus a little bit while we deal with Jay. Crazy. So, yeah. Do you guys have any overall thoughts on the episode? Besides the fact ha- how much I yelled at it, it was really good. <laughs> Same. I liked it. It was a good episode, but it just left me frustrated. As a J that fan, definitely it not what you were saying last night, Ashley. Yeah. yeah. I rewatched it today, though, <laughs> and my mind was a little more clearer. You guys, Ashley doesn't get pissed. Like, Ashley just does not get pissed. And (laughs) I I got a text from her in the middle of the episode, and she was like, are you watching this? And I was like, yeah, of course. And she was like, I'm so mad. I was like, (laughs) let it out. (laughs) And then I was getting, like, spoilers. Like, I had to tell because my friend was watching it, and she was like, oh, my God. And she was texting me last I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening? She was, like, mad. 
I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I mean, it was an excellent episode. So next week, I think it's going to be a Burgess episode, right? Yeah, Burgess is dealing with her CI stuff. And then the week after that is the big Atwater missing episode. No, I'm not ready for that. Put his face on milk cartons or something. Find Atwater. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's a wrap on tonight's episode. As always, you can find us all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. We really need to learn how to make gift sets. Speaking of Tumblr. One day. One day. One day. One day. If anyone wants to gift us some Photoshop, hit me up. I'll learn. But until then, Photoshop's expensive. I feel like if I learn how to make gifts, like, my productivity is just going to plummet. Because I'm just going to gift the most random shit. I'm going to be like, the sunlight caught Jay at just the right moment here. Check this out. <laughs> like, <laughs> Anyway. So, yeah, we are all over social media. It's meet us at Molly's. You know the drill. Send us an email or a DM, please. It's meet us at Molly's at gmail.com. We love to talk to you. And we love getting your emails and incorporating them into our shows. Please, please, please get in touch with us. Um, you can find us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I am at Bryna K13. And Ashley. And I'm at Ashley095. So we're going to go jump into this episode of Fire. I know we're a little late. Don't hurt us. But we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>